Hello, I'm Amber Lava and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue Podcast. I'm a journalist and a blogger and I'm now in the second year of doing this podcast and it's been so great getting to know the people behind some of our favorite fashion and beauty brands. Today, I'm chatting to Kayla Houlihan, founder of Tribe Skincare, a natural, vegan, cruelty-free, and Aussie-made skincare brand. If you're keen to know how Kayla identified a gap in the market, how she went about navigating and acing the e-commerce space, and how influencer marketing has helped the brand grow to what it is today, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Amber. I'm looking forward to our chat. So am I. I have so much to talk to you about. Obviously, you are the founder of Tribe Skincare and... I that brand has just absolutely blown up, especially all over Instagram that I've noticed. But I kind of want to start with you. If we can go back, say, 10 years, what were you doing in life? Where were you at? Well, I guess 10 years ago, I was doing absolutely nothing to do with Tribe Skincare. Mm-hmm. So Tribe is only two years old and I've been working in the beauty industry for about five years. Ten years ago, I would have been in my second or third year at uni and I was actually studying to be a secondary teacher. So completely different. (laughs) I did complete the course and I worked as a teacher for two years before going into the beauty industry. Wow. What was your subject? What were you teaching? I was teaching visual arts and um, what's it called? Textiles as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, completely different. It's interesting that you haven't gone into fashion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good I would be at the actual fashion and design part of it, but I guess I've always sort of had that creative element to me that I am interested in doing anything that's sort of tactile or creative and mm-hmm. colourful. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And so where did it kind of uh, go from there? So where, where did skin come into the equation and, and were you did you do a course or what happened there? Yeah, so I studied beauty therapy and I thought that I was really interested in makeup and mm-hmm. wanting to be a makeup artist so that was my motivation for doing that but then when I was doing the course I just completely fell in love with everything to do with skincare nice yes we had a subject in beauty therapy called cosmetic chemistry which is where you look at all the different ingredients and how they affect the skin and kind of mixing up different formulas Mm. we're doing very basic stuff yeah but I just yeah found that subject so interesting all the science behind the skincare Mm. and I guess as I'd always had problematic skin. So I'd always had very sensitive skin prone to eczema and breakouts. So I was starting to see results throughout that year as I was learning about skincare and how I could treat my skin. And then when I was getting great results treating my skin with all these natural products, it was definitely motivating me to think, wow, I want to help other people with their skin as well. Wow. That's so interesting. I love all the science behind products and everything. I've had a few podcasts now with some brand founders on and and it really interests me with the science behind it and how much really goes into a product. You know, as consumers, we see the pretty the pretty package or, you know, we see it when it arrives at our door or when we pick something up in store, but we don't actually sometimes understand the lengths that, you know, you would go to to actually make sure the product has correct ingredients in it. Definitely. And I think because I'm not a cosmetic chemist, mm. I'll look at something and I'll say, I want it to be like this and have these ingredients and yep. then they will kind of come back to the brief and be like, there's 
no way we can make that happen. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm kind of learning as I go as yeah. well, sort of creating these product concepts. But then I need to be sort of brought back into line of what's actually possible. Yeah, right. You're you're reaching very high, but I like that. That's good. Yeah, getting creative <laughs> with it. Good. And so, did you run a skin clinic for a few years? Is that correct? Yeah, my sister and I ran a skin clinic together. So we had that for three years. Right. Before I started up Tribe Skincare. Mm-hmm. And, and we mainly specialized in microdermabrasion. Okay, great. So I love a micro. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? It gets mm-hmm. so addictive. I know. Um, it's like a vacuum for your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was just my motivation of wanting to help people with their skin. I felt like from studying skin that I kind of had the knowledge to help them. So we would get people on treatment plans at home and in the clinic as well. And customers were getting really amazing results. Great. And I guess having that skin clinic and seeing the amazing results that your customers were getting, when was it that you identified a gap in the market? But specifically, what was the gap that you identified? So the gap that I identified was skincare for sensitive skin Mm -hmm. is how I sum it up. As the clinic was very results driven, we were stocking all doctor formulated pharmaceutical skincare, which is all very active and people get incredible results from it but it doesn't work for everyone's skin. Mm-hmm. So some of our customers would try these really active pharmaceutical products that end up with redness, rashes, dry patches, all of the symptoms of sensitive skin because yeah. their skin was becoming sensitized. So we wanted something really gentle to have in the clinic that was still really effective on their skin but could be used by sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where the gap came from. It's not that there was no skincare for sensitive skin in the world. Like yeah. there was brands that had a few products or a range for sensitive skin, but no one was fully focusing on it. Interesting. And and so, yeah. how, how long ago was that that you were like, okay, there, there could be something here? Probably around three years ago. Interesting. Um, it's one of those things like when you've got such a big idea, it feels very overwhelming and I definitely mm. sat on it for a very long time before yes. I actually went ahead and made something happen. Yeah. And how, how long did it take you to start, I guess, being like, okay, I'm actually going to do this between, yeah, I guess identifying that gap and being like, okay, we're going to do it all hands on deck. Yeah. It was actually just that someone got me in contact with a cosmetic pharmacist mm-hmm. and that was when I sort of saw the opportunity that I was like, well, I have kind of the main person I needed to help make this happen. Yeah. And it was like, I go all in now and make it happen or it's never going to happen. Oh, my gosh. It's so, so scary but exciting at the same time. Absolutely. Very scary and exciting. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah, it took probably nine months to get the original four products ready. And that was right. everything from branding, formulas, basically to getting the products on the shelves ready to sell. Even wow. though it's e-commerce, so it wasn't technically on a shelf. Yeah. but <laughs> It's on a yeah, virtual shelf. Exactly. <laughs> Turnaround. Like, I mean, nine months, it felt like a long time, but there was Mm. just so much going on to get a whole brand off the ground. Oh, I can only imagine what that would take. I've had some people on who were like, oh, you know, I got the first kind of sample of this product in two months and then I launched and I'm like, what do you mean? It's it's so crazy and it's so interesting how, you know, different lead times for different types of products and I guess having this podcast, you know, I speak to a lot of, yeah, people who have started brands and it's so interesting that I guess the whole process of setting up a business because I think in a way from the outside we're like oh yeah that looks easy but there's so much that goes into it so I kind of wanted to ask how did you go about setting up the business when it comes to finances so did you have savings did you get a loan how did you kind of go about that initial startup stage 
Yeah, I did it all through savings initially. Mm-hmm. So I had saved about $40,000 towards a house deposit. I thought oh that my was gosh. what I wanted at the time. Yep. And um, then when I kind of had this opportunity and thought, okay, I go all in now, I just, mm-hmm. without hesitation, used that $40,000 to start up Oh, my up goodness. The Amazing. God. That initial range. Jeez, that's brave. Yeah, definitely was a big risk to take. Yeah. But I'm glad I did it now. Well, it's definitely paid off, hasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and so you were working on the products for what nine months and so was that just like a an easy process did you find that there was kind of challenges along the way or did you find that there was you know it was a bit more straightforward it was actually a lot more straightforward than I had expected okay great um so I'm not going to say it was easy I mean Mm -hmm. starting up a business is never easy yeah but I guess you kind of get your confidence as you go and I started to think okay maybe I am the right person for this job yeah managing so far I'll keep going with it yeah great and so obviously you said you got in contact with someone to help you actually formulate the products so Tribe Skincare is obviously made in Australia which is fantastic I love you know when there's actually brands that are made here um and so was that just a no-brainer for you to have it made actually here in Australia locally? Yeah, it definitely was. At the clinic, we had all Australian-made brands Mm -hmm. and that was a lot to do with the consumer demands. We find people were coming in the clinic and they did want Australian-made skincare. Right. They know that it's the highest quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just works out logistically easier for us to produce the products in Australia. We know that they are high quality. And of course, with our manufacturers being closer, we get those quicker turnaround times as well. Yeah, my goodness. It's one of those things. So many people go offshore, but if you have the means here and you know the manufacturers here, why wouldn't you? At least consider it, right? Definitely. Yeah. So you're based in Melbourne, right? Yes. So we're in Torquay. Oh, great. So okay. A little bit out of Melbourne. Yeah, right. Okay, nice. I know where that is. I actually know where that is. That is. That's great. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so did you look, I guess, with this person, you know, the chemist that you were um, kind of set up with, Was were they kind of around the area? Were they in Melbourne, Victoria? Or were you kind of like looking, were you, were you kind of, I guess, set on that person from the start or were you kind of looking all over just to see what else was out there? Yeah, definitely had a bit of a look all over. We've got manufacturers in different parts of Australia now, okay. but two of them are in Melbourne. Right. I think just with the internet and everything these days, it's so easy to run your business from anywhere. So things Mm -hmm. like Skype meetings and emails, it's very easy to communicate. Yes. As long as people are on a similar or the same time zone, I think we're happy to work with anyone in Australia. Yes, so true. Yeah, because I guess the the most that we are was what, Perth's a couple hours behind and all of that. So you're not really, I guess, dealing with massive time differences, which is great because everyone's awake generally. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) makes the business day. I guess it gives more structure just to your sort of nine to five day. Yeah. You're all on the same page with that. Yeah, that's so good because, oh my gosh, the amount of time I've heard, oh, I need to be up in all hours of the night because I have to deal with this person in Europe or, you know, this person in China or this person in the US. Like it's it's crazy just, you know, and it kind of interrupts your your life. You know, it interrupts your day to day. It can really disrupt you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, very lucky. And so what products did you first launch with and why did you choose these products? 
So the original four products, we had a cleanser, exfoliant, day moisturizer, and night moisturizer. And we kind of just thought of those as the four essential products. They're always your best sellers because they're the products that everyone needs to use. Yeah. And it just creates a really simple skincare routine for someone. So someone that didn't know where to start, they could get straight onto those four products. If they wanted to branch out, they could get serums and that kind of thing from other brands. Yeah. But of course, now over the years, we have gone ahead and created created some extra products yes, in the range. Love but it. yeah, we started with the four essentials. Great. That's, uh, yeah, I guess the basics is what you need. And, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward, I guess, when you're starting a business, just to start with the basics and then you can build from there. And so how did you, as a business, decide on your price points and what do you have to consider when putting a price on your products? I, I think it's it can be so hard, you know, sitting there and, and thinking about what the numbers are. How did you go about that? It really is hard because you're kind of looking at the cost from your end, so the things like cost of manufacturing, and then, of course, you need to cover other costs like shipping and staff wages Mm. and any other expenses you have in a business. And then you've also got the pressure of where that price point sits in the market. Yes. So whether you want to kind of be a cheaper, more affordable brand, then there's the sort of really expensive luxe brands, and we think we sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And we're lucky that in terms of cost of manufacturing it probably is higher because we're manufacturing in Australia and it's with all natural ingredients that Mm -hmm. are locally sourced but our customers are happy to pay that bit extra for quality and then we can kind of cut costs in other aspects of the business so by not having that shop front I know just from having the skin clinic how expensive it is to run an actual shop front yeah wow so we save money in that aspect and I think that's why our price point ends up sitting somewhere in the middle yeah that's great and when you first started with those four products were you just um, shipping to Australia or was it instantly worldwide and where are you at now with that yeah we just started within Australia mm-hmm. and there was a lot of demand for US and New Zealand as well which we've expanded to. Great. How long and did it take you to do that? Australia. Um, it probably took about six months I reckon before right. we started introducing those two countries. Mm-hmm. We now ship to Canada and Singapore as well but that's Great. it for now. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're ready to take on the entire world <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh stop it you totally can. <laughs> we, we probably could but I'm not quite ready and I always yeah. like my whole concept of the skincare was Australian made skincare for Australian people. Yes, yes. So yeah, it's kind of not something I ever wanted was to mm-hmm. go worldwide but I mean if there's a lot of demands there. Yeah, if they come knocking. Exactly. <laughs> and so Tribe's packaging, I love it because it's really eye-catching, it's colourful, it's fun, it's vibrant, I love it. So what made you sway towards this kind of style of packaging over your standard minimalist skincare packaging that we'd often see on the market? I'm just an absolute sucker for pretty packaging. (laughs) I will just buy anything that I love the packaging of it. Yes, yes. But I did find that a lot of natural skincare brands and vegan skincare brands were going for those really kind of natural colors and minimalist packaging, Mm. which looks really great. And a lot of people do love it. But I think in such a crowded market, the packaging definitely really helps us to stand out. Yes. 
So it's pretty out there. And I mean, people probably either love it or hate it. But luckily for us, nearly everybody loves it. <laughs> yes, very Instagrammable. Yes. Was absolutely. that a factor at all? Were you like, oh, yeah, they, they'd Instagram this? <laughs> yeah. So two years ago, when the business was first starting out, Instagram was huge. Yeah. So we were definitely thinking of it as something. It was when stories were starting to really come oh, in true. and people were often posting pictures of what they purchased or their parcels arriving. Yes. It was really, really big two years ago. So we thought perfect way to get in on that and that free marketing was to have really Instagrammable packaging. Totally. And I also think of it, so they always say you need to see a brand seven times before you remember it mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. The good thing with Tribe is you can see it two or three times and you already start to recognize the brands because it is so out there and really stands out. Mm. That's I think so it true. makes it more memorable. It does. It does because I can't even think of another brand off the top of my head that I would even compare your packaging to, but that's a, yeah. a really good thing, you know. Accidental marketing strategy. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I guess some brands, they might have a bit of a play when it comes to, you know, Christmas time packaging and things like that. But I love that yours is always just a party. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's a tropical party all year I love round. It. My favorite type of party. Yeah. <laughs> and so how was it for you going from, you know, bricks and mortar and storefronts to navigating the e-commerce space? And was it something that you had to teach yourself or did you have help? Yeah, it's definitely something that there was a lot of transferable skills between having the bricks and mortar store and then having an online store. Mm-hmm. You kind of have your same basic business concepts. Yeah. And then I say that I'm self-taught in terms of the actual e-commerce side, but I really learned it all from Google and podcasts and blogs. <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> so it's definitely other people teaching me, but there's yeah. honestly just so much information out there. Yeah. And people have taken the time to write it all out as step-by-steps of everything you need to do. So if you want to know how to grow your mailing list, you can Google that and find step-by-step all these different tips and advice on how you can do that or how to create sales funnels, anything that needs to be done, the information is out there. Oh my gosh. And why wouldn't you take it if it's it's free information. Exactly. <laughs> and so as an online retailer, what advantages do you find that you have over having a bricks and mortar store? I think a huge advantage of an e-commerce store is you have those lower costs when you're mm. starting up and lower operational costs as well. Yeah. So we can pass that on to the customers with different savings and specials, which is nice. Yeah. Um, There's also less staff needed if you don't have the shop demand. And in terms of digital marketing, it's just all so direct that someone advertises your product, people can click straight through to your store and purchase straight away. You're not depending on them remembering to go in store next time they're in a shopping center or anything. It's just all happening at home while they're in their PJs before they forget to purchase. Best way to shop. Absolutely. (laughs) And so when did you start to see the influx in orders and then the brand really start to take off? I can actually pinpoint the exact day that this happened within the business, which I I think is a really cool thing. So it was the day Brittany Saunders posted about Tribe Skincare. Mm -hmm. 
if anyone doesn't know who she is, she's a beauty influencer on Instagram and YouTube in Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, she was the first major influencer that we had worked with. Okay. We'd sent her the product. She absolutely loved them and was happy to go ahead and promote them. And it honestly just felt like the business exploded overnight. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. As soon as she posted, we could just see all this traffic come to our store. The store ended up crashing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And, yeah, all these orders came through. We had a huge influx of new customers and that kind of kept the business going because those new customers have to come back to restock, especially if they start on a trial size product and they come back for the full size. And I guess we saw then a really great marketing opportunity that we knew influencer marketing worked with our product. So we've then gone ahead and scaled that and worked with lots of influencers and ambassadors to get the brand out there. Yeah, I love that. And who was working, I guess, with you during that time when, you know, when you were kind of went to an overnight success? We still had the salon at that time. Right, okay. And I just remember going in the next day, I was so overwhelmed because I mm-hmm. thought I have hundreds of orders that I have to pack. Yes. Which was a lot at the time. Like I'd never seen anything like it and then had to do a normal day at the salon as well. Oh, my goodness. Um, so my sister was helping out with packing all the orders and yeah. we got through it all. But I think probably a month after that, I decided to go full-time with Tribe Skincare. Wow, great. And then got a staff member straight away because the business just did not go down from that day. It just went crazy and exploded. Oh well, that's that's what you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and how many orders do you reckon you can pack in a day now? So we can pack about 400. Oh, my God. the absolute most we can do. Whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Are your hands and fingers just dead? It actually doesn't really cause any sort of repetitive pain or repetitive (laughs) strain, which is good, surprisingly. But you get a little bit brain dead after just doing that over and over again. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You need, like, to have a podcast on or, you know, something that is educating you or, you know, doing something to your mind at the same time. Yeah. We listen to a lot of podcasts in the office when we're working away. Good. Good. That will always help. Definitely. (laughs) And so do you think there is kind of a secret to success when it comes to e-commerce? I guess there would be different little things that would be considered secrets, but Mm -hmm. nothing's really a secret in business world. So I know when I was starting out, I kind of felt like there must be a secret that all these really successful businesses know about that I just didn't know about yet. Yeah. But then you just realize eventually all the information you read out there. So things like having a good product, knowing your niche and your target market, And then basically having a super hardworking business owner behind the brand or business in the background, making everything happen, all of those things kind of combined together is Mm. what makes a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, the the obvious things that you wouldn't even think of because you think there's some magic secret. Exactly. Just those obvious things like great customer service. That makes all the difference to whether your business is successful or not. Totally, because that because you know you're you want your customers to come back, and it's yes. so straightforward. But I, you know, I think some people can can lack in that when it's like you're actually making these products for people to buy. So you want to make sure that you're giving them the best possible experience. Absolutely, and it's one of those obvious things that if your product's not good, people aren't going to come back. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get good reviews, and your business isn't going to grow. So you really do need to have a great product behind yeah. the business to keep it operating. 
Totally. Some real advice there. Love it. <laughs> and so I first saw Tribe pop up on Instagram. Um, and obviously, as you said, you know, two to three times to remember the brand. I think I remembered it instantly, to be honest, because the packaging was so vibrant and I loved it. So I saw a few influences that I follow and they were promoting it. So after the whole Britney thing, and did you find that you received a return on investment when you started working with other influencers and kind of doing all the influencer marketing? Yeah, definitely. So because the post with Brittany Saunders went so well, we thought, okay, well, this is a very sort of obvious advertising stream we need to look into or a path to go down. Yeah. And so that was basically how we scaled it. We will send our products out to other brands, ambassadors and influencers, see if they like it. And then we kind of try to do more long-term relationships with them. Yeah. So we just want to keep it as genuine as possible. Obviously, we're paying the people to post about it, but we do really want them to be using it behind the scenes and yeah. not just using it because they're being paid to. They exactly. need to truly love the product. Yeah, that's number one, I think. You need to be authentic and you need to be genuine. You know, there's so many people who, as bad as it is, you know, people do sometimes, I guess, do things for, for the money and that's terrible. But I think it's so good that there are some people who really want to and who really believe in the product and, and actually want to show their, their audience that. And I think that's amazing that you've obviously identified some really good ones to work with. Yeah, definitely. I think their followers or our customers can really see right through that totally. as well. People know what's genuine. They're not Yes, silly. yes. They're so smart. They can, you know, they can read right through it, which is, it's great. And how do you choose your influencers to work with and what's important for you as a brand when you're asking them to, to get your brand message across to, you know, their audience and potential new customers? So it's really important to us that our values align and also that their target audience aligns with our sort of target market right so if they have a really strong Aussie female following that's perfect for us because we're predominantly selling to Aussie females yes right and then of course we want them to love and use the skincare Mm -hmm. so that it's genuine and then like I was saying how we're trying to do a long-term relationship we've tried a few times when we've done one-off paid posts with people Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really convert especially if they are promoting a different skincare brand every week true so that's where our long-term ambassadors come in so since we work with Brittany Saunders two years ago she still uses the skincare we still use her to promote the product and then we've got a few more sort of long-term ambassadors as well yeah that's great I think that's so important and it really sticks in people's minds as well they're like oh they actually do like the product they they're still talking about it you know however long later yeah definitely yeah so Tribe has massively grown, I guess, from, you know, four products. So how many products do you have now? And why did you choose to develop products like uh, bath waffles and trial kits and mineral makeup and all of that? Yeah, I think I've just about lost count of how many products (laughs) we've got now. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure currently in the range we have 13 skincare items and four shades of makeup. Mm -hmm. But then we've got the trial sizes of the products, which leads to the trial kits we've got makeup removal mitts headbands other accessories that go with it and then the bath waffles which you were just saying and also candles so we've got them as part of a christmas range at the moment i love it 
Yeah, and that was basically just about bringing quality Australian-made, all-natural, vegan-friendly versions of those popular Christmas products to the market. So we know a lot of people do buy bath waffles or bath bombs and candles for Christmas, and we just wanted them to have a really high-quality version from a brand that they absolutely love. Cute. I love that. How did you come up with those ideas and, and settle on those products? Oh, it's honestly just... An idea will come into my head, and if I can't get it out of my head, then it's meant to happen. (laughs) I love it. So simple, but very effective. Yeah, it's just like you sort of have those light bulb moments where you think, oh, we should bring out our own version of candles and bath waffles, and then it just sort of created this whole Christmas concept and range, and it just all happens. (laughs) Very cute. I love it. And they look so cute as well. I love love the whole bath waffle thing. I think it's so cute, and I love the name. People are very confused because (laughs) they're like, what is a bath waffle? But it is essentially just a bath bomb, but the concept with the waffle is that it's that different shape so you can break it up into three or four pieces yes. and get three or four baths out of it. Great. Whereas with a bath bomb, you've got to drop the whole thing. I in know. It You're like, where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so what's your most popular product? The most popular products in the range, so our best sellers would be the cleanser and the night moisturizer. Okay. Because They're the originals. They've been around forever and your cleanser and night moisturizer are sort of the essential products people are going to use every single day of their lives. Yes. But we're finding some of the new products. So we launched a hydrating mask, which is very quickly getting up there as one of the best sellers. Yeah. And two serums. So we have an anti-breakout serum and an anti-redness serum, and they're really, really popular as well now too. Nice. I'm loving all these. So the best sellers might change. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have to have an update. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so what's been the biggest milestone for Tribe Skincare to date? Oh, I've got a very standout one for this. Yes. So just a few weeks ago, it might have been a month ago now, we had our second birthday in Sydney on Bondi Beach. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a milestone for the business because we'd had our second birthday. And that's always a pretty big deal for a business because I think it's something like 95% of businesses fail in that first two years. Yeah, wow. So we were like, okay, we've made it and we've <laughs> done well. We're not just surviving, we're thriving. Yes. But we um rented out the bucket list on Bondi Beach and we wow. had all these big, beautiful signs. We had the most perfect weather and perfect day. Oh. Bondi Beach was absolutely pumped and we had all this tribe skincare branding all along the beach and this huge event and it was just so incredible oh my god I love it yeah it was one of those moments that was a bit surreal so I had to kind of stand back and look and think like wow this is what has happened in two years yes what's been created yeah you should be very proud of yourself that's amazing and and such an iconic Aussie location as well Yes, which was so cool. It was very on brand. Yes, and I did see photos from that. It looked fabulous. So you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. You're it was welcome. such a great day. Oh, lovely. And what's been overall, do you think, the biggest challenge? I think in business, there's lots of little challenges you come across every day. But I know for me, the biggest challenge is switching off. And I know a lot of other business owners find this as well. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I absolutely love Tribe Skincare. And I basically either working on it or thinking about it every second of the day. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you definitely get to that point where you're working too hard and you end up sort of feeling really burnt out mm. and there's always so much to be done. And I used to try to do it all myself. Yes. So yeah. I think now like two years in, I'm getting a lot better and it's not as challenging trying to switch off. Like I've deleted work emails off my phone and just oh, little good. things like that Yeah. and have more of a sort of nine to five day where I'm at work at the computer doing what needs to be done. So I'm definitely getting better at it, but I think that would be the biggest challenge mm. that I had. How do you like to switch off? Um, well, I go for a walk every night when I finish work or sort of mid-afternoon night-ish. Yep. And um, I just think of that as like a separation. So once yep. I've done that, taken the dog for a walk, that's when I stop thinking about work. Good. And then I can just do whatever, cook dinner, watch Netflix. Yeah, all the normal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so with Tribe, you know, coming into 2020, what does expansion look like for you and what's coming up for the year? Yeah, I think the brand has expanded extremely quickly in terms of the product range. Yeah. So there was just so much demand there and it's all been customer driven that they say we really want a body moisturizer or we want Mm. you to bring out serums or a mask. And then we basically just go through what do you want it to smell like? What do you want it to feel like? And they are essentially helping us create the products. I love that. Very cool concept. We're very lucky to sort of have that touch point with our customers that we can talk to them. And so I guess our goal for 2020, we want to get retail ready, Okay, we're calling it, which right. is basically getting ready to go into stores. Great. And it wouldn't be that we would open our own bricks and mortar store. It'd be more trying to get the brand into a retail chain. Mm-hmm. At the moment, we're sold exclusively on the Tribe Skincare website and then yeah. would want to be sold exclusively at whichever retail chain as well. Right. Yeah, because so I was going to ask. Toes crossed, would love to get into Mecca or something like yes. that. I think that would be a perfect fit for the brand. 100%. They offer their customers the great experience. 100%. Because I was going to ask you with Stockus if you had any or if you were looking for that. So that's very interesting. Yeah, definitely. We haven't been up until now. We get a lot of wholesale inquiries, but okay. we've just been like, nope, we want to focus on online and the e-commerce side and just growing the brand. Yeah. And 2020, we'll start looking into it. Great. That's so exciting. Yeah. Well, I hope it. to see how it all goes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to see. It'll be great. Woohoo. And an Aussie brand as well. Yeah, love absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we want to really stay Aussie. Ideally, we want an Australian stockist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the year after 2021, we might look at sort of expanding beyond Australia. But mm. for now, that's definitely still our focus. We Great. haven't conquered Australia yet. <laughs> oh, you're on your, your way. You're, you're very on well on your way. way. <laughs> yeah. Great. And so I want to jump in to a few random questions for you if I can. Yeah, of course. Okay. So number one, what's your favorite day of the week and why? Oh, definitely Saturday. (laughs) I feel like Saturday would have to be everybody's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Monday to Friday. I do really love my job, but Mm -hmm. Saturday is a good, it's just always something different. And I don't think any Saturday is ever the same. I don't really have a routine to my Saturdays. Mm -hmm. It's just might be going to Melbourne for something or catching up with different people. It's always something going on yeah nice and it's good because you have that extra day and you're like oh this is great yes absolutely you still have sunday to go you're fine yeah yeah (laughs) that's true sundays aren't quite as good sundays are still great but yeah yeah sunday night and you're like oh damn 
Exactly. <laughs> Ready for the week again. Yeah. And so if you could only choose one tribe skincare product to sell to like royalty, which one would you choose and why? Oh, I think a hydrating mask. Oh, okay. It's just, it's a nice sort of tactile experience. It's a mask that you can actually put in the fridge and apply oh. it cold. Nice. And it's just so nice for everyone's skin. Everyone gets instant results. Mm-hmm. Everyone rates it five stars. It's oh, just great. Kind of the favorite. So if I could just get them out everywhere in the world, that yeah. would be amazing. Oh, very nice. I like that answer. Very luxe as well. I guess everyone loves a mask. Yes, absolutely. I myself, I know I'm obsessed with masks. I can't get enough. They're like my thing. I don't know. I just, I love masks. I just feel like it's that time to yourself. You just feel so pampered. You know, it's just one of those things that I love doing for myself. Like a whole experience rather Mm. than just a skincare product. Exactly. Yes. And final question. If you had to go on a singing talent show, which song would you do as your audition? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something by Rihanna. Oh. Oh, Rihanna, a bit of Riri. I, I don't think I'd do it good, but I love Riri. <laughs> love all of her songs. She is a queen, yes. As long as she would never see it because <laughs> she would probably be traumatised and embarrassed <laughs> for me, but <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> At least you'd give it a go, right? Exactly. <laughs> a good old Aussie go. Yes. <laughs> I love that answer. That I was not expecting Rihanna. That was great. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know who I was thinking, but Rihanna, I love it. I love yeah, it. I can't think of a particular song, but mm-hmm. it definitely have to be something by her because she's just amazing. She is. And she's a good businesswoman too. So perfect. She is. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Great. Well, Kayla, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for chatting to me all about Tribe Skincare. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I can't wait to see everything that you do next. Yeah, see what stores we end up in at the end of 2020, hopefully. Watch this space. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Kayla. Thanks, Amber.